Today we're reminded of the account of the wise men coming from the east. We don't know exactly where, but they're coming to see the newborn king of the Jews. This is a beautiful disruption of the Christmas story. It's there to open our minds and open our hearts to this Christ child, this unfathomable gift. The wise men have no backstory. We don't know anything about them other than they show up from the east. The detail is enough to marvel at, but it's also enough to raise even more questions to who these magi might be. The word magi is a transliteration from the Greek magoi. It's where we get the word magic and where we get the word magician. The only other occurrence in Greek in the Old Testament is in the book of Daniel that speaks of the king's court filled with wise men, including the magoi or the magi. And you'll remember that Daniel was a Hebrew youth taken captive into Babylon. And while in the east, God revealed himself to the king, his court, the sorcerers in his court, the enchanters, and the magi in his court. And so these may be the descendants of that same group of people in the Babylonian court. Or, as there were and are even to this day, Zoroastrian believers in the monotheistic God in this part of the world. And yet they still remain a mystery. These three wise men. We say three, but we actually don't know. They brought three gifts, and so we often refer to the three wise men. We often call them kings because of the kingly gifts they bring, but it's not the kings necessarily who gave them, but the king who received these gifts that make them royal. And so God moves the heavens and the earth to bring these men to the baby Jesus. We don't know exactly what the star is. Is it a comet? Is it a constellation? Or is it the alignment of the planets? Some astronomical phenomena that tell them that the newborn Messiah is born and draws them to the west toward Israel. And were they seeking Christ because of Daniel's prophecy? When you read the book of Daniel, he tells the Babylonian king and the Magi these words, that God will put an end to sin through the Messiah. He'll atone for our iniquity and he'll bring everlasting righteousness to the nations, not just the people of Israel, but to all people. There is an openness and there is a humility among these wise seekers that Deacon Tom talked about earlier in the children's message. They're willing to leave their homeland just like Abraham left his homeland and came from the east going westward toward the promised land. And like Abraham, they don't know their final destination. They just are going in the right direction 
and God will lead them and guide them along the way. What the wise men encounter when they finally reach Jerusalem is really unprecedented ignorance of King Herod. This king is not wise and he's not a seeker of the Christ. He's a frightened king. It says that King Herod was frightened. The wise men don't know it yet, but Herod will do everything he can to preserve his power, as often corrupt leaders will do, even going to the extent of killing toddlers and infants in Bethlehem, thinking that he'll eradicate this newborn king who will challenge his power. The only help that the Magi find in Jerusalem are the students of Scripture and the teachers of the Bible. They tell the Magi of a promised king who will be born in this little town called Bethlehem. And so the Magi go on their way. Their journey begins by looking at creation, the star that leads them. But it's only scripture that can complete their navigation to the Christ child. In contrast to Herod, who only wants to take power and hoard it for himself, these wise men, these seekers want to give. They want to give these lavish gifts, these expensive gifts to the Christ child and kneel before him, their infant king. They know that Jesus is not just born for the Hebrew people, but born for all people. And so their gifts point to this royal Jesus, but also their gifts point to the suffering Messiah. The myrrh will be the very same thing that they will bury Jesus for three days in. On the Oregon console, you'll see a little placard and actually outside in the narthex you'll see another one that often you'll, you will hear during the Christmas season that wise men still seek him as Deacon Tom was sharing with us earlier. Wise men still seek him. Seeking Christ will lead to greater wisdom. And wisdom will make us better seekers. Just like the Magi, our journey has just begun to discover the magnitude of God's love through the birth of Jesus Christ. The Magi ask questions, and in their asking questions, they reveal, too, that they don't know everything. They don't know all the answers to all their questions. There's more to learn in their journey along the way. There is great mystery, like Paul says three times in our reading from Ephesians. Biblical mystery is what was hidden in the past, but is now being unveiled or revealed or manifested now to us through Jesus Christ. It's a life-transforming wisdom unfolding before us the ever-deepening love of Jesus for the whole world. It's a life-transforming event when we grow in our understanding of what Paul calls the boundless riches of Christ. 
The human mind cannot comprehend this gift that God has given. And we see in God's wisdom this rich variety of humanity that we see in these pilgrims, these people coming from the east to visit this newborn king. The question is, are we open to the same journey that's also a mystery being revealed to us slowly? Are we also willing to leave behind our homelands? Leave behind our national and our tribal identities behind us? Searching for that same Christ that we know will draw all people to himself just as he does these wise men? Can we also admit like the wise that we don't know everything? Some things will remain a mystery even though God is revealing over time. Are we humble enough to ask for help and to ask good questions and to ask for more light on our journey? Are we like the wise men who look to creation like the stars, the heavens? Do we look at the oceans and the mountains and the plains and the wide skies and do we see the Lord of glory, the one who created it all in his creation? This is another epiphany that the wise men see. Have we had our own personal epiphany that the newborn Christ is the same one through whom everything moves, lives, and has our being? Do we go to the scriptures as the wise do, seeking help, not just more information, but as scripture being our guide in leading us closer to the eternal word that has been made flesh. What I love about the wise men is how they remind us over and over again by their story that you cannot keep God or put God into a box. After this morning's service, Amy Rogner, who taught preschool here at St. Luke, taught me a song. She says, you know, you can't keep Jesus in a box. You can't put Jesus into a box. No, you can't put Jesus into a box because his love will come a-bubbling through. I think I got that right. <laughs> we have a God of amazing surprises, of gracious surprises, new things every day. Great is his faithfulness. We have a God who will not allow borders between peoples, our self-absorption, our trying to hold on to our worldly power our, and hold on to our petty differences. We cannot stop the flow of God's infinite love. His love will come a-bubbling through, as the song says. And as God warns his people in the Old Testament in dreams, so God does with these wise men, warning them in a dream to take a different road back. Sometimes God will show us a new and better road. It's not yet time to sacrifice the king of the Jews, their new road 
tells them and us. It's not yet time for Herod's son, King Herod, the other King Herod, and the other false rulers to crucify the Lord of glory. Just before Christmas, reports from Gaza came flooding in that many Muslim men and women were having what they call the Jesus dream. Perhaps you've heard of this. But throughout the Islamic world, more and more people have been having this mysterious dream where Jesus shows up in a vision or a dream and proclaims his victory over sin and death, proclaiming his own crucifixion and resurrection, proclaiming his glory, his lordship, his desire to draw all people, all people to himself, to forgive every sin and to give eternal life. A reminder that you cannot put God in a box. That God will still move heaven and earth to graciously draw all people to himself. This is the little babe in a manger, the King of kings and the Lord of lords who draws this rich variety of humanity, these wise men to himself. God is still, thanks be to God, God is still unpredictable and full of his merciful surprises. No, you cannot keep God in a box. His love will come a bubbling through. No puppet kings or rulers, no Jew, no Gentile, those who are near, those who come from afar, we cannot put God in a box. Wisdom embraces this mystery. Faith and joy celebrates the Christ who reveals his infinite and boundless love. And in time, and with a little wisdom, we discover that it's not we who are seeking Christ, but Christ who has sought us out all along. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.